0: Rachel Thomas, and this is the Hustle vs. Flow podcast. I am so super pumped that you're here, and I cannot wait to show you how to get the ultimate fulfillment out of your career and take it farther than you ever thought possible. Listen, we all love the hustle, but now it's time to tune into that flow and reap all the benefits of your hard work. Join me as I share the mindset techniques to strike an energetic balance to your corporate grind so that you can thrive. You in? Okay, let's do it. Let's find alignment in business and life with the ultimate matchup, hustle versus flow. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Hustle versus Flow podcast. I am your host, Rachel Thomas, and if this is the very first time that you are joining in, thank you so much for listening and just taking a chance on this little podcast. So um, today's topic, I will forewarn you, it might get a little loosey-goosey in here and kind of, uh, you know, meander a bit, but I, you know, I felt super inspired to share um, a specific message today. And especially as I, you know, I often get opportunities to interview um, people from all different, you know, walks of life and different professions and everything. And I usually, you know, don't ever say immediate no to an opportunity, right? I like to, I always have like a little bit of a discovery call with, um, with all of the guests that I have. And I'm just very lucky that I have been reached out to by some amazing, amazing people. And that has really inspired me to reach out more to, um, to other people that already inspire me and that I, you know, want to hear from. So, really all of this um you know this message really stems from a conversation that i had with a uh, a future guest and it was all about you know this idea of of taking action now I've uh, spoken before about um you know the universal laws of success and one of those is the law of action and if you haven't um if you haven't listened to those uh, particular episodes i'll um, drop the episode number in the show notes but all to say, I just, I kind of wanted to touch a little bit on, um, you know, what that means. And especially in, you know, the corporate world or, you know, in any, uh, career world, it doesn't have to be corporate world. Certainly you could be an entrepreneur, you could work for yourself. You could, you could be a stay at home mom. You could not work at all, but it's all about taking this action that, um, you know, improves your life in some way or inspires you. Again, that idea that is inspired action, and I will specifically talk to um, you know career related action, and um, you know this future guest that I'm going to have, he is um, you know he's kind of a coach, he's kind of a uh, a consultant of sorts, and it really kind of uh, forced me to recognize the you know the action that I've already taken in my own business and especially that outside of, you know, what I'm used to being in a corporate setting. And really what I mean by that is I I have been you know in an office setting obviously my entire career up until like 6 months ago. And I will tell you that um since the very first time I I left my, you know, my first job right out of college, I have pretty much had no issue with taking action that solves problems. You know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. I am certainly guilty of bitching and moaning and groaning, groaning about a particular position or a circumstance. But um, usually I'm more inspired to like, okay, how can I fix this? How can I, How can I create harmony? Because I don't like to be in the depths of despair. I don't think anyone does. But what I mean is that like, I'm going to help myself. And I think that all starts with finding um, value in yourself. So a lot of people can can quickly say, this isn't right. This isn't for me. You know, I don't make enough money. I'm not doing what I want to do. But, you know, fewer people have the ability to say, okay, I'm going to step outside this, um, you know, (laughs) depth of despair. And I'm going to kind of look at it with fresh eyes. Like, what can I do? What would I want to do? And then you know, finally a step further is actually taking that action. You know, action like leaving your job or applying for a new one or you know, even updating your resume. That can be a super scary one, and especially when you already have a job, right? So like you think about um okay, I I'll give you a perfect example actually. So my husband had a job, you know, I lost my job, I was furloughed, and he kept his, right, and um, his pay was reduced, yes, but he had a job, and um, often he would go back and forth with, well, at least I have a job, you know, at least I have something that supports me, and, you know, it, maybe it's not my dream position, but it's, it's paying the bills, and that's good enough for me, and I think a lot of people are in that same position right now. They're stressed, they're um anxious, maybe thinking like, oh, I really despise this uh environment, but at this point, like I could be so much worse off, right? And um it's it's a little bit different when you're kind of forced into an action, right? Like when it's not your choice. For example, I kind of look back at the the last six months and I look about like the actions that I took specifically. Um, after I, I did find out that I had been furloughed. And um, i would never been in that position before. I've mentioned it before, like never been fired from a job, never been laid off um, by, I mean, I've never had to take any more time off other than like maternity leaves. You know, I've always been guaranteed a position. And so this was kind of uncharted territory for me. And um, I guess originally I would have thought I would have been more embarrassed you know, had so much shame, uh, surrounding the fact that, you know, I had been let go, but, um, you know, immediately I was just like, you know what, it is what it is. It's, um, I, it it was on very good terms. I had so, and still do have so much respect for, you know, the company I was previously working for. And so really, I almost immediately, like, told people, you know what I mean? Like usually I would, I would try to hide something like that and just kind of figure it out for myself. But I was like, Hey, listen, I'm like, I clearly have to get creative if I'm going to, um, you know, make it through this financially. And so I remember, I immediately told my older sister, I was like, crap, this happened. And, um, I truly believe that taking any kind of action, not just insinuating that you have to be on this island by yourself, you have to take care of it yourself, you cannot, you know, reach out for help, like taking some kind of action that kind of like triggers like, hey, uh, you know, Angie, I I just lost my job. Like I'm shocked. Obviously, I understand. But, um, you know, I'm just kind of putting it out there. I had no expectations, obviously. There, there was nothing in me that thought that my sister needed to rescue me. Um, financially, my, my husband and I had, you know, we'd saved enough money where we were already kind of having the discussion like, hey, we're, we're good. We have enough to float if we need to, right? And so it wasn't this point of, of desperation. And then I know that not every family is in that situation. Um, but for us, it was like, okay, thank goodness we have you know, our savings. Right. So, um, you know, I immediately reached out to her and she was just kind of like, okay, you know, and again, it's not like she had something immediately, but she's like, okay, good to know. All right. I'll keep my, you know, ears open and everything. And, um, I will tell you it's, it's, it doesn't have to be like, I think back on all the tiny little steps that I've taken. There were a couple of really big ones, right. You know, like I, I, I invested in myself and I've never, ever done something like that. Uh, you know, up into this dollar amount particularly, but, um, I mean, that took a few weeks, right? I had to work my way up to that kind of action, but I will tell you that, um, I was, I kind of had my pity party, but it was at a time where it was really nice that this was a similar situation to so many people in the world and specifically, uh, you know, here in the States, but almost, like I said, almost immediately, I was like, okay, what do I need to do? I need to refresh my resume and that's where um this idea of putting value upon myself really um came about so i will say i i don't think anyone's really amazing at saying how great they are and you know detailing just everything they've done and all their accomplishments i know that they these people exist obviously but you know this has never been my strong suit and i You know, I had my LinkedIn profile, but mostly I would just say, hey, worked for this person. These were my basic um, job responsibilities. Um, You know, I've hired resume writers in the past just because I'm like, hey, I have no idea what I'm doing, right? So, you know, really that first step was putting myself out there and saying like, okay, what things am I good at? And um, what should I be, um, you know, really advertising of myself? And so... I added, uh, you know, some things that I was a little uncomfortable with, like, especially the fact that I, um, you know, I had been signed by a modeling agency. For me, there was a big stigma related to that because I didn't want people to think that I thought I was a a, a model in the conventional sense, right? Like I am a career woman, I am a mother, I have a lot of really great experience and I had this idea in my head that, um, modeling would just be kind of like, uh, I don't know, look down upon. I don't know. But I was like, Hey, I don't know where my next gig is coming from. I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. I got to get creative. Right. And so I took that action of just putting like, Hey, I do, you know, modeling work and I do voiceover and I, you know, I added the experience that I had at the Dallas Cowboys by making, you know, these product videos. And I was like, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that. And I was told that I was good at it, you know, and and so I was like, you know, maybe I better start adding some of these things to, you know, my little online profile on LinkedIn. And, um, but that took a lot of guts because I didn't want people to think I was gloating or I don't know. I don't even know if anyone thought that, but it was, it's all to say, you know, the things are in your head, the things that you're telling yourself like, Oh no, that's not okay. Don't put that on there. Right. But I was like, at this point, what have I got to lose? Right. So I put that on my profile. I, you know, I, I added all the things that I had done that someone might find valuable. And then, um, obviously I, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't say no to any conversations. Like I hadn't really told anyone publicly <laughs> that i lost my job. It was mostly just like my family. And, um, yeah, that was kind of it. Like, if somebody would ask me, I would, you know, obviously I would fess up, but it was still something that I was a little bit like, um, ashamed about, but, um, I can say that the, you know, the next step that I, I took, you know, talking to people and I had, you know, received an email from a, a, a business coach and I thought, Oh, hmm, you know, I might see what this is all about. Obviously I uh, signed with her and, I started, um, just telling her about some of the ideas I had. Cause I just, you know, at some point, like I'm not working for longer than a week and I start to go a little stir crazy. And this was even during quarantine when I discovered, okay, I can't be just a stay at home mom financially at that point. We obviously can't support that anyway, but I, it's not exactly what I wanted to be doing. I still wanted to work. I, you know, I, I, I still wanted to feel that rush of, of being creative or doing something new. And so I knew that I needed to just like, okay, in some way I need to find my value and I need to take action based upon that value that I already see in myself. So I had a whole bunch of different ideas written down, obviously this podcast being one of them and you know in this first episode and if you've listened to it I mean I pour it all out there it's ugly it's it's my least favorite episode just because it's just it's it's not organized I'm (laughs) I I go all over the place and everything but it's it it lays it all out there It, it talks about how I was furloughed and for the first time that's when I really put it out into the public and people are like oh my gosh I had no idea like I'm so sorry and and That is the type of action, just putting it out there in the world, like facing my fear of, uh, you know, shame by, you know, telling everybody about this experience brought in these opportunities, you know, then I have, you know, former colleagues that I've worked with at at different companies, like you're checking in on me or like, Oh, I'd love to meet. And, and just all to say, like everything depends on the forward action that you take. So, I mean, you can't just expect um, this perfect opportunity, this perfect opportunity in your career or, you know, elsewhere or like a meeting the love of your life. You can't expect that to just land in your lap like, oh, I'm just going to meet them at the gas station or you know what I mean? Like you have to take some action to bring that into your life. And and really, like I could go on and on with these little actions that I've taken over the course of the last six months to kind of get me where i am right now but it's it you just start somewhere right and when i say like oh the universe loves to collaborate other people do too like you you can't insinuate that you know everything about everything right you are naturally going to be better at some things than others like I can now identify in myself that, you know, I'm creative. I, um, I can, I, at least I feel like I can speak uh, fairly eloquently and especially about, um, things in my, my career field and, you know, apparel design and specific, uh, area of apparel design. And so that's where I feel like I'm, I'm, I've got a good grasp on, you know, my value, but in other places, um, you know, I'm not so sure. Like, um, i just to reference back this meeting that I have with, had with a future guest, you know, he got to thinking like, you know, what are your income goals? And, you know, I kind of threw out a number and he started asking me more pointed questions, like what's your overhead, this, that, the other thing. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> you know, this is like, clearly, this is not something that I'm good at. It's, it's something that makes me uncomfortable. I don't like, um, organizing that kind of things like, Oh, obviously balance my own, um, you know, my banking account and stuff like that. But it's just, it's one of those things that just doesn't light me up. And I wholeheartedly believe that you are meant to collaborate with those types of people to get where you need to be. So like if you're building a business or you have this great idea, you don't have to have it all figured out yourself. Like that's the beauty of it. You can reach out to people that you know, and kind of like them that like, Hey, do you know anything about X, Y, Z? Or would you be willing to help me with this? Like, this is how I've, you know, gotten so many opportunities is that somebody else sees your value. They know that they maybe don't have time to do it themselves or they don't want to do it or, you know what I mean? They don't have um, the particular skill set that you do. And so I think it's so important for you to realize that in other people and If you see good things in someone, tell them. It's just like saying, um, I love your blouse today or I love, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I love the haircut. It's like there's no harm in letting people know and helping them recognize their own value. Because once they recognize that, then they're going to go spreading their wealth somewhere else too. You know what I mean? Like, if you are really good at... I don't know, accounts, and you are very good at organizing details and things like that, you might make a great like financial advisor, like somebody, you know, maybe they're not ready to make a commitment to a professional, but they just need someone to kind of help them, guide them like a business coach or a consultant. I just, before this experience, I never, um, you know, I never really thought to reach out to these types of people. I thought, you know what, I'll just Google my way through it, right? I'll Google my way through it and if it's successful it is and if it's not then then I'll just pass, you know. And I think um luckily I think these days it is becoming a little bit more socially acceptable for people to ask for help. Um I mean look at parenting. Like probably back in the days of you know our parents, you know, they were just expected to figure it out. You just figure out parenting. You know, if they didn't have these parenting forums or you know, 200 women across the world to, you know, just pop in on Facebook and, and ask, hey, does anyone know, uh, has anyone seen this before? You know what I mean? It's it's this um, culture of of asking for help and really utilizing each other's strengths and helping um, others overcome their weaknesses or their shortcomings or things that they're just not confident in. And I think that that's what builds this um you know idea of like a better life that it's possible you don't have to be stuck in a in a job that you you know don't love just because you think you can't do any better you can't get any better or you think the circumstances aren't um favorable for you which you know just coming back to my husband's situation like he was just like I shouldn't want anymore right I I have a job um it's just slow right now until, like, I was kind of like, not that he was, you know, bitching about it. But, like, I was kind of like, well, you know, what would make you feel really great about your job? And, you know, that sparks something in someone. Like, if you aren't, like, loving your job and what you're doing, I mean, what would you like to be doing? And what things would you like to be exploring? And, um, you know, start taking actions based upon what you know would bring you joy. What would be your ultimate, you know... Dream job. I'm not saying you have to make that a reality today or tomorrow or even next month, but honestly, just taking these small little steps. Like, if you want your own TV show, something like that seems so outlandish and far off, like start making YouTube videos. You know what I mean? Like, there is a first step for everyone a perfect example. I never thought I could start a podcast. I thought, oh, I need a social following and I need this many followers on Instagram. Like I clearly don't have that. And look, I'm, I'm doing it. I'm doing the thing you're listening right now. So somebody, you know, I've reached at least one person and I don't want to go on and on about this. Cause I, I probably could, but I just, you know, if you were the type of person that you could spend every day bitching about your job and how you know it's you know you're so overwhelmed there's there's no one um to help you or you're treated unfairly i'm not saying you should quit your job i'm saying you should start taking actions toward making it making it the dream job you know i've talked about this in a previous episode if you if you really want to stay where you're at Find ways to make it better, right? Take some action. Start putting a bug in, you know, the shot caller's ear like, gosh, you know what? My uh, Whatever, my neighbor was looking for um, some part-time work. Do you think we could support like a you know, 20 hour week employee to help us with, you know, XYZ that, you know, you're already struggling with. Like, I'm not saying that that exact thing will happen, that you're, you know, that shock caller will agree to that, but it just puts these ideas in people's heads. And so they're like, oh, you know, that's not a bad idea. Oh, then we wouldn't have to pay, you know, benefits, insurance, all of these things. Like all I'm saying is just have these conversations, not every single thought in your head has to be the thing that you do with your life. You will have so many different goals, and maybe some of them are, yes, but not right now. Or you see, you sit on this one for a while. Um, you think you want to be on Dancing with the Stars right now, but in a couple weeks or months, you might decide, yeah, that was a bogus, you know, dream idea. Um, but I, I, I do want to reiterate the importance of. A, recognizing your value. And if you don't find value at yourself, freaking start there. Like write down on a piece of paper. I don't care if you throw it away after, but start listing out all of the things that you're really good at. You know, really good at uh, seeing the bright side, or I'm a really good artist, or I am a whiz at Excel. Like I guarantee you, like even a quick Google search will, will help you find, What job can I hold if I'm really good at Excel? It's just, I don't know, just taking small little steps like that will amaze you. And if you start writing down like these small steps that you've made and where you are at the end of a month or three months, I'm telling you, you will be so shocked and pleased and proud of yourself. You will want to throw yourself a damn parade. So realize your value and start taking some action on it and watch yourself flourish. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in today and don't forget to tune in next Friday as we continue talking about the practical ways you can make your mind hustle for you. If you like what you heard, I would be so excited if you could leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and share your biggest takeaways. Speaking of takeaways, I'd love to continue the conversation over on Facebook or Instagram at Hustle vs. Flow, where I'll share with you some of my favorite books, quotes, and even products like Revive Essential Oils. Right now, I have an awesome 10% off code for first-time customers, HBFREVIVE10. Until next time, I'm Rachel Thomas with Hustle vs. Flow.